Welcome back to the Kickstart Finance Podcast. My name is Tucker McLean, a teenager interested in finance and your host. Tune in to learn the financial tools you won't learn in school and career advice from professionals in the financial industry. Welcome back to the Kickstart Finance Podcast. Today we have Sean Lewis. Sean Lewis is an independent cryptocurrency investor, and he's going to tell us a little bit about the cryptocurrency market. If you don't mind, we're going to start my first question here. Yeah. Can you please tell me a little about how you got into crypto and how long you have been doing it for? Also, how much time do you spend a week slash day on it? Yeah, so I found out about crypto in about 2017. I'm a big YouTube guy. Uh, showed up on my feed. And so I clicked on a video, I watched it, and it really intrigued me. So went down the rabbit hole of learning about crypto. First thing I learned about was Bitcoin. What is it? How does it work? And then I started looking into like, how do you read charts so I can understand how to track market movements? You know, And then that led me into the US dollar and whatnot. It opened up kind of a lot of doors into finance for me that I probably would have never got into if it weren't for Bitcoin. And I spend probably 30 minutes to an hour a day looking at crypto charts, keeping up with the news, just trying to keep myself up to date with everything going on so I can make the best financial decisions. For, for people who don't know what cryptocurrency is, what exactly is it? So basically what it is, is it's just a form of payment that can be exchanged online for goods and services. And that's basically what it is. I mean, there are other cryptos that are platforms or help with e-commerce. There's thousands of them, right? So there's many different use cases for each one of them. But in regards to Bitcoin, it's just essentially a digital cash is what it is. So it's pretty much just like the US dollar, that's like digital. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to the US dollar. But what's really important about cryptos comparative to the US dollar is that it's decentralized, right? With the US dollar comes from the Federal Reserve, which is a centralized entity. Mm-hmm. With it being decentralized, no one person or, or conglomeration can control it. And that's what's really cool about Bitcoin is that it's based on mathematics and a program and, and you can't control it. There are set rules that can't be bent or broken. Like, for example, with the US dollar, this year alone with the COVID pandemic, like 25% of the money supply was printed out of thin air. So, you know, that kind of stuff can't happen with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And also, why exactly is Bitcoin the most popular out of all of them? So it's the most popular because it's considered to be the first crypto. It's got the longest standing history of, of working. So that makes it the most popular. And it has a very sound technology that's becoming more robust every single day. So that's what kind of makes it the most popular and it's easy, easily accessible as well too. It's not like gold, right? I can't walk down to the store and buy some gold. I could maybe at a pawn shop, but with the internet, Bitcoin's really accessible. And how would someone go to buy that Bitcoin? So essentially there are exchanges. The most popular in the US is Coinbase, the Square Cash app. But that that only does Bitcoin. And then also Gemini is also really important or really big in the U.S. as well. Mm -hmm. 
and that I'm pretty sure most brokerages allow you to trade like securities of it. Yeah. But they don't actually allow you to like use it as a payment form. Yeah. And as a person that's been following Bitcoin for a while, while I think it's great that you can trade securities of Bitcoin on the stock market, the ticker GPTC, a grayscale, you can trade that if you don't actually want to own the physical coin. But I kind of have a gripe with that. The most powerful thing with Bitcoin is, is owning it and making sure that it's yours. So when you're trading it on, like, let's say Robinhood, for example, you don't own that, right? And let's say Robinhood goes under or something happens with their cash reserves and that like it can go away like in a poof. So I don't necessarily recommend kind of trading and owning Bitcoin that way because you don't actually own it. So you can mm-hmm. lose it. And what influences the value of the Bitcoin? Yeah, I think primarily it's influenced by speculation, right? We don't quite know exactly what's going to happen with it. I like to think of Bitcoin right now as kind of like, for example, like when the automobile was first invented, right? There was no infrastructure behind it. There were no roads. And without infrastructure, people didn't think they were going to work, right? Because they were getting stuck in ditches. And they were like, why would I take my car if it's going to get stuck on the road when I can just take my horse? And that's been working perfectly Mm -hmm. fine. So I think we're kind of like right in that area right now with crypto. It's, It's kind of like an emerging new thing. So we don't quite know what's going to happen with it yet. So I think all of it's primarily speculation. Could also the value of crypto uh, or Bitcoin depend based off of like whether the value of the dollar goes up or down, like whether the trust in the dollar? Yeah, that's interesting that you bring it up. Right now, like you can track the dollar on the US stock market. Mm -hmm. There's a ticker called DXY. And it's interesting when when DXY has been going down, Bitcoin's been going up. So right now we're kind of seeing an inverse correlation to the dollar because of the potential inflation that that all this printing is causing. So Bitcoin is sensitive to that. Like for example, when Bitcoin was breaking its all-time highs of 20,000 recently, when you looked at the Bitcoin versus the euro, it didn't quite get over that all-time high of last year because the dollar was just slowly declining in value. So that definitely plays into the factors of price with Bitcoin. So big speculation on Bitcoin and like the future of it. Do you think it's a possibility that could take over the place of gold and reach the same market cap of gold? So I think that's kind of where we're heading because Bitcoin is much easier to transfer than gold, right? Gold is heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if big companies like Apple or Tesla want to invest in Bitcoin, they can do it quickly over the internet and they don't have to move around tons of gold. So I think we're kind of moving into the store of value for Bitcoin that potentially could rival gold. I don't know if it'll ever surpass gold, right? Because gold has been around forever. It's been a tried and true form of currency and store of values. And also something That's- about gold too is like, it's physical, so you can like wear it, you can use it for things. Compared to like crypto, it's only like a form of cash. Yeah, correct. So there are some other use cases for gold. But with that too, it's it's very easy to fake gold. When you're trading Bitcoin on the Bitcoin network, you can't fake that. So that's one of the pluses for, for Bitcoin. Also recently in the news, Tesla bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. Yep. And they also allowed Bitcoin to make future purchases, like buying Tesla or whatever. So do you think there will start being a movement towards all companies moving towards the using of Bitcoin? So like, for example, Apple, you can use it to buy an iPhone or like you can go into like 
my Chipotle and go buy my Chipotle with a Bitcoin. Do you think yeah. they'll start being a movement towards that? I think that with Tesla, well, Tesla was one of the high profile companies I've been doing. Mm-hmm. There have been other companies that have been doing it before Tesla. But I think with Tesla, it's kind of like the big domino that fell that is going to cause massive ripples throughout companies, right? I think it's awesome. I think I'm really excited about it. There's a ton of capital that's going to come into Bitcoin, which is going to help drive its price. Also, it's interesting, like if there's been rumors that Apple's going to do it and they have their own payment system. So if Apple were to do it, they already have a payment platform in place that can help facilitate their customers to buy Bitcoin. These big companies are realizing, well, you know, I'm not going to sit on billions of dollars of cash where I'm making little to no interest on it. Let's just put it into Bitcoin, hold it for long term, you know, two to five, 10 years, and you're almost guaranteed a profit and you're going to make way more than, you know, traditional bonds and, and things like that. So I think everyone's kind of smartened up to the idea of, of using Bitcoin to help their cash reserves. But it's going to be interesting to see since Bitcoin is like more volatile than the US dollar typically. Yep. It could be interesting to see like when people go pay for it, like the different, the different costs of everything. Your burrito yesterday could be worth eight bucks and next day it could be worth 15. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, because this is like an emerging asset, the volatility is extreme. Mm-hmm. But as time goes on, it becomes more intricate part of our daily lives. The volatility should go down. So, you know, that's it's definitely tough, right? Another thing too, like if you buy your burrito with Bitcoin, you got to pay taxes on that. You got to pay capital gains on that. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of really hampers the use case right now for for Bitcoin as a cash. Yeah. So for people looking to invest in Bitcoin. Or like just trade, like either trade the security or like actually like instead of like holding it, more trading it. What advice would you give them? So I would strongly recommend day trading Bitcoin. If you are, I think that you need to really look at Bitcoin on long-term timeframes. I'm talking like the weekly, I'm talking the monthly Mm -hmm. and look for macro trends in the environment. There is just way too much volatility on the day-to-day to day trade it. So as far as investing, I think the smartest thing to do would be a dollar cost average into it. So, you know, on Coinbase, Square, most of these exchanges, you can do, you know, weekly buys, you can do monthly buys, you can do daily buys and just kind of dollar cost average because statistically you will make less money when you're trying to time the market than if you were to just buy and hold. So, you know, I think it's a great investment. I think you know you should have a a certain percentage of your portfolio in cryptocurrencies. But also, you know, one of the major warnings too is only invest with what you're willing to lose. Right? Mm-hmm. Bitcoin is is emerging. We don't know what's going to happen to it. You know, tomorrow something critical could happen to the Bitcoin protocol and it could go to zero. We don't know that yet. I don't think that's happening. I have a lot of money invested in crypto, but when you're first starting out, take baby steps, really learn what Bitcoin's about before you, you dump thousands of dollars in and then you know you wake up the next morning and it's down 30% and then you panic sell. Mm-hmm. So, Since crypto doesn't really have like, I would say news backing it, like as much as like the stock market or whatever, like stock market as like has like different news to support it and crypto doesn't have as much news to support it. Would you say it's more of a risky buy or is it? I mean, I, I'm i a little biased because I 
I really like Bitcoin. I really see it as mm-hmm. something that's going to change our lives. So, yes, it's a risky buy, but if you hold Bitcoin yes. for five years or more, you're going to make profit, most yeah. likely. I can't say that with certainty, but just for example, like with me, I started buying back in 2017. Bitcoin was only around $1,000 at that time, a little less than $1,000. As Obviously, today, that's a huge increase. 48 but, times or whatever it is. Yeah, and you, you don't find that kind of returns anywhere else. But sure. tomorrow, I could lose you know, 20% of that. So it's kind of tough. It's kind of within your own risk tolerances. Can you stomach a 50% loss over a week? I know I can, but I've been in this for a long time. So for somebody in high school looking to invest, what advice would you give them? Yeah, just kind of like start small and make sure you're learning what cryptocurrencies are and what you're investing into. There's been a ton of scams in the cryptocurrency space because it's so lucrative and people get excited about all the gains they can get. But really understand the crypto you're buying so that way if it does decrease in value, you you still believe in the asset and you can hold it long term. And then also... The Dogecoin recently has gotten a lot of publicity and yeah. it's got a lot of hype around it. So what are your thoughts on it? And do you think it's just going to be a straight up pump and dump? Yeah, I mean, Dogecoin is a meme coin. That's what it is. But that's okay, right? You know, yeah. It's okay for cryptocurrencies to be whatever they want to be. I, it's not like I don't support it or not, but it's much riskier than Bitcoin in my opinion because there's nothing really behind dogecoin besides you know the meme right so you're investing in a meme (laughs) (laughs) so you kind of have to be careful with that you know i i wouldn't be investing thousands of dollars into it i mean you could and make a lot of money sure but this definitely as you could see recently you know it pumps and dumps really hard you know the market cap is not very big for doge so should be aware of that it is a fun coin i like it a lot you know i own a little bit myself not a lot but it's definitely a meme. Yeah. That's that's all it is. It's all about what Elon Musk says, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depending on the mood he's in. Yeah. People speculate that Bitcoin will either reach a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars. What do you think about that? Do you think it has potential to reach that in the next five years? So, you know, a lot of my focus nowadays is you know I did a lot of research into like what Bitcoin was back in the day. Most of my focus now was kind of learning the charts and the macro trends of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is cyclical. You can see it in the charts when you're looking at the long-term timeframes. There's obvious bull markets and then there's obvious bear markets. You know, one of the things that I look at now is I compare logarithmic regression bands of peaks of when the tops of the bull markets were and and valleys where the good investments are. And I think that in this cycle, Bitcoin will at least get to 100,000 which, you know, this cycle, we don't really know where it's going to end. Probably in the next couple of years, we're going to peak out, I think. Um, And I think 100,000 is definitely in the cards. As high as a million, maybe, I don't think that's going to happen this this cycle. That will probably happen in, you know, another five to 10 years or maybe even more. But I think 100,000 is definitely in the cards. With all these new institutions coming in, you know, this is kind of something that Bitcoin's never seen before. So, it could be north of 100,000, but I think 100,000, that, that's kind of where I'm anticipating this next peak to be. But I don't know. No one really knows. Yeah, that's true. And do you have anything else that you would like to share? 
you know, like I said, if you, uh, if you ever have any questions or need advice, um, you can definitely reach out whenever you want. I have a lot of great book recommendations, a lot of YouTube channels that I follow that kind of helped me learn about crypto. So well, what would you say the best YouTube channel is for? So there is um, a guy, his name is Andreas Antonopoulos. Don't know how to spell his last name off the top of my head. He was the one that really kind of inspired me to look into Bitcoin. You can look him up on YouTube. He has a great YouTube channel. He has books. There's, I think the first book that pretty much everyone should read about cryptos is his book. It's called The Internet of Money. I think he's got three volumes of it now. And essentially all that those books are, there's, they're kind of like highlights of his speeches that he's given over the years. He's been in Bitcoin since it first came out. So I would highly recommend watching him on YouTube and reading those books because for me, that was what really hooked me. It's when I found him. Thank you so much for your advice and everything and all the information you gave us. Yeah, Very no informative. And I definitely know more about the crypto market now. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on the Kickstarter Finance Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review so others can find it. You can discover more information in other podcast episodes at kickstartfinance.com. Have a great day and I'll see you soon.